Well, howdy, folks. Welcome to Michael Perry's voicemail, episode number 88. Out the window of my little room here above the garage, I can see I really don't have time to get into all that because today's voicemail has triggered a whole bunch of backstory involving supermodels and boutique hotel room service pizza. And uh, I want to share those details, but I'll share them after I read the essay that did the triggering. So here we go. This is from Million Billion. It's called Falling Down. In an ongoing attempt to prevent my body from transforming utterly into gas station donuts and beef sticks, whenever work takes me on the road, I try to maintain some sort of fitness regimen to combat the hours spent slouched behind the wheel, running my mouth in place, or lying flat on my back and scarfing vending machine candy bars while watching basic motel cable at 2 a.m. In this instance, try to, and sort of, are not just throwaway phrases. They are quite intentionally deployed to mitigate any misperception my use of the phrase fitness regimen might create, which is to say sometimes a sock-footed shuffle up the hallway to get those candy bars is your peak aerobic moment of the day. Bless the person who inserted the word target in the phrase target heart rate for therein we were given wiggle room. But, one must get serious or die. Recently, I arose distended at dawn in a hotel room and put my foot in an empty pizza box. Talk about standing in shame. There was much desk work to be done, but I firmly resolved to first load it into my backpack and hike to a distant coffee shop I had passed when arriving the night before. Using a popular online mapping site, I located the shop and was pleased to see it would be a six-mile round trip, the very distance Abraham Lincoln walked to return three pennies he had overcharged a customer. In other words, an honorable distance. Although now that we dragged Abe into it, I am compelled to admit it was 2.7 miles each way. I am rounding up in the interest of fitness. I hiked over without incident, got my work done, set out on the return trip. The sun was bright, the sidewalks clear. I strode purposefully in support of the idea that calories can be burned by intent. I was making good time and feeling lean when I caught my toe on a crack and was immediately launched into one of those high-speed forward-tilt scramblers where your feet desperately try to catch up with your forehead in the manner of a drunken triple-jumper. There was lurching and windmilling of the sort you might see were a walrus to catch a hind flipper coming out of the starting blocks. In my defense, that backpack impeded my inner ballerina. There came a point when I realized I was not going to pull out of this nosedive. Faced with nothing but concrete at my face, I rotated into a last-ditch half-twist and embarked on an intentional, ferocious, head-first, full-body lunge into a snowbank. It was cold in there, and I didn't linger. I scrambled to my feet and hustled off, covered head to toe in snow that clung to me like powdered sugar to a gas station donut. Just feet away, the boulevard was busy, and I have my pride, so like a batsman hit by a pitch, I didn't stop to check for blood until I got back to the hotel. Indeed, there were raw spots and holes in the elbow of my shirt and the knee of my pants. I found a cold piece of cheesy bread and ate it so my body would have the power to heal itself. 
While chewing, I formulated a theory that fitness is dangerous. Then I thought of the busy boulevard and how even now some of those people were telling their families what they'd seen, and I thought, son, that was the most spectacular thing you've done all month. It was in Grafton, Wisconsin, I remember. So I noticed that lately in my weekly columns and then some of the other things I've been recording and talking about that I've been bringing up fitness a lot lately. And at this point in my life, by the way, fitness is based basically on two things, maintenance and staving off. Staving off hotel room pizza for one thing. Honestly, it's funny because I I actually very rarely order hotel room pizza, but there was one mentioned in in that essay, obviously, and how I woke up in the morning and stepped right in the empty box, which meant I ate the whole pizza and I ate it late at night. All these things are shameful and unhealthy. But the pizza in the picture that came along with today's little recording, that was not the picture or the pizza that I ate in that hotel room that night. That pizza was ordered up to my hotel room in New York City late one night after an entire day spent on flight delays. It took me all day long to fly from Minneapolis to New York. Um, And then a two-hour stop-and-crawl taxi ride from the airport to the hotel. I was traveling with a friend, and we were staying in separate rooms. And when we finally got to our rooms late that night, hungry and tired, yada, yada, for us. And um, we texted each other almost simultaneously, admitting that we had each ordered a room service pizza. Now, I was traveling on someone else's dime for this trip, and they put me up in in a boutique hotel in a very she-she spot in Williamsburg, I believe it was. And when I say it was a boutique hotel, it was so boutique, super tiny room, um, half the size of the office that I'm sitting in right now, super tiny, very nicely appointed, but tiny and very, very boutique, which is to say, despite how small the room was, I couldn't find the bathroom. I, I looked all over for the bathroom and couldn't find it and, and didn't find it until I, I accidentally leaned against the wall and it popped open and, and the bathroom was behind this kind of secret wall. Not sure what the deal was. Um, I also, I couldn't even, it was so fancy. And I felt good about this because my buddy, the, the guy I was traveling with, he's traveled all over the world. He's a professional musician and um, he's been in every sort of hotel in many, many countries. And we both admitted that uh, it took us longer to get our pizza than usual because when they rang our rooms to let us know our pizzas were there. The phones were so unusual and chic that we couldn't figure out how to answer them, neither one of us. Anyways, uh, I felt bad about ordering my pizza, but then right when I was feeling bad about it, I got that text from my buddy, and he, he texted me a picture of a giant pizza that had just arrived at his room. And so the picture that you see was the one I took where I put my foot out so he could see how big mine was. And he when he texted me his his pizza picture... He captioned it, I have made a huge mistake. And so I texted back a picture of mine, and I just said, together we repent. So I'll close with saying uh, that that hotel was also the hotel where I wound up very accidentally stuffed into an elevator with a whole bunch of supermodels. And I wrote about that essay in the book Rough, or I wrote about that experience in the book Roughneck Grace in a 
piece called Model Behavior. And I'll share that with you next time. But for now, uh, instead of saying goodbye, I'm just going to say what I always say, where we were from, where we are from, where I am from, which is uh, we don't say goodbye. We say, well, I suppose, forward.